Blessings on blessings on blessings. What it is, what it ain't, and what it be like. I am your host, God Would Uplift, and this is The Hard Way Home. Welcome, family. This is episode two, and the title of this segment is What is Biblical Christianity? Now, I got a question for y'all. Have you ever looked in a dictionary to find out the definition of Christianity? Or better yet, how about this? Have you Google Christianity or the definition of Christianity or what is the Christian religion? Now, as I said in episode one, growing up Christian with the whole religious thing, to each denomination, there's a definition to what Christianity is based off of that denomination. Now, understand that this word in the question, what is biblical Christianity? Biblical is the key word, okay? And the reason why it's the key word is because we're coming straight from out of the Bible, not based off of what denomination doctrine is or what they say. We're just going to come straight from what Jesus says and what the scripture says. Uh, I will be reading from Acts chapter 11, uh, verse 19 through 26. So bear with me when I do read that. I'm not going to read it yet, but just giving y'all a heads up. Okay. So hopefully I don't jump the gun too much. But here we're going to, um, I will be giving my personal definition um, based from out of scripture of what I think Christianity is. And not everybody will agree, which is fine. You are allowed to have your own opinion, just like I am. Um, that's uh, why we have uh, freedom of choice, freedom of the... Well, that's not really a great way to use freedom of choice. But anyway, what I'm trying to say is, is that it's okay for you to disagree with me. There might be something that you know that I don't know, and there might be something that you see that I don't see. So, you know, we all here to work together. So as well, let's uh, continue down this journey. So um, I will not only just be reading out of the Bible and giving my own personal thoughts, but I will also be reading from this pamphlet from uh, Hendrickson Publishers. And the title of this pamphlet is called Christianity, Cults, and Religions. It's the 7th edition. Um, you can find this on uh, HendricksonRose.com. Um, so you just got to type that in. You go searching for it. And um, I think it's pretty cool. But uh, yeah, I'm going to read from it. And the things that we'll be touching up on will be uh, the key person. Uh, slash founder of uh, the faith, uh, the date, the location, what is the key writings, who is God, who is Jesus, and um, also who is the Holy Spirit. So, yeah, let's get started. So we're going to get started with the very first thing. Oh, mind you, before I give my definition, because remember, this is what I believe, okay? This is how I see it. And 
Like I said, I will use scripture to back it up. Now, if you're curious, Google what is Christianity and Google what it, uh, I mean, and look in a dictionary about or go into the dictionary app if you want to to find out what they say Christianity is. And, um, you know, think about it and pray about it as well, you know, about like how other people view it and find out by reading in the scriptures what God says our faith ought to be. Uh, mind you, um, originally, our faith did not have a name. Um, if you read throughout the book of Acts, you know, you got Paul who calls it the way because that that was just the name of what it was called. Now, so there's, there's some people who do call Christianity instead of Christianity instead of its other way. Now, remember, this, for some of you who may or may not know this, this was also brought to my attention at one point. Um, the way in the Bible is not to be confused with the cult that was called the way or the way international, which I believe was thriving back in the 40s. So, yeah, I could be wrong on my date. So please fact check me if you need to. Uh, shoot me an email at um, gwuplift at yahoo.com, okay? So, let's get started. So, Christianity, to me, is a religion based off the teachings of Jesus Christ, who is the Son of God and the Jewish Messiah. Which would make Christianity Jewish and faith? I mean, if you think about it, Jesus, who was the Jewish Messiah, who was born a Jew, and, you know, Christianity technically will be Jewish because, well, Jesus' disciples were Jewish. So, where do I get that from? Well, I mean, if you think about it, Peter, Paul, so you got Peter, you got Paul, you got James, so you got James the the uh, the apostle James, and then you got James, who I think they might consider this one an apostle, but the, his brother. You have Thomas. You have Matthew. All these guys were Jewish. All of them were Jewish. Okay, and I didn't even name all of the disciples. But anyway, let's go to Acts chapter eleven, verse twenty-six. Okay, now. Those who, I'm reading from verse 19, uh, well, Acts chapter 11, I'm starting at verse 19, but we're going to read down to 26, and 26 is our main verse, okay? So this is verse 19. Now, those who had been scattered by their persecution in connection with Stephen traveled as far as Phoenicia, Cyprus, and Antioch, telling the message only to Jews. Now, here, here's an interesting thing, right, before I continue. When it speaks about that whole thing about them being scattered uh, by the persecution, interesting thing is that Paul actually kind of helped start that scattering before. And I'm sorry that I'm laughing about it, but I just find how how crazy is that, that, that one of the guys that helped start 
the scattering and persecution of Jews around the t- uh, with Stephen is the same guy who has become Paul, an apostle. All right, so verse 20. Some of them, however, men from Cyprus and Cyrene, went to Antioch and began to speak to Greeks also, telling them the good news about the Lord Jesus. Verse 21. The Lord's hand was with them, and a great number of people believed and turned to the Lord. Verse 22. News of this reached the ears of the church at Jerusalem, and they sent Barnabas to Antioch. When he arrived and saw the evidence of the grace of God, he was glad and encouraged them all to remain true to the Lord with all their hearts. He was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and faith, and a great number of people were brought to the Lord. Verse 25. Then Barnabas went to Tarsus to look for Saul. Now, here's the important verse right here, 26, okay? This is the one we want to focus on. It's all important, but 26 is what we want to focus on. And when he found him, he brought him to Antioch. So for a whole year, Barnabas and Saul met with the church and taught great numbers of people. The disciples were called Christians first at Antioch. So all of this time, even when Paul was persecuting them, the term Christian did not exist until then. And that's only because from the Gentiles and how they used the term Messiah in Greek, which was called, well, which is where we get the word, uh, well, Messiah is in Hebrew, but in Greek is called Christ or Maybe another name. I could be shortening the word. So understanding this, the importance of why Jesus is Jewish. Why, why do we need to know that Jesus is Jewish? Um, we need to know it because with our Western world thinking, we think like, well, we think with a Western world mentality. And understanding how Jesus thought back then and how things were. And even still to this day, you must open up your mind to think from that perspective to fully understand what's being said in the scriptures. Okay. now we'll also talk about the Bible later on, um, maybe like in a in an episode or two. Not really sure. It depends on how this goes. (laughs) And I mean, that in a good way. Okay. so. Now that we have read Acts chapter 11, verse 19 through 26, now you see where I get my definition about Christianity as a religion based off the teachings of Jesus, the, uh, Jesus Christ, who is the Son of God and the Jewish Messiah, which would make Christianity Jewish in faith because Jesus is Jewish and so were the, the disciples. So I will also say Christianity is a part of Jew, Jewish was a part of the Jewish faith. Um, So all in all, in short, Christianity is Judaism complete. Now, I know some of you saying like, whoa, God would uplift. How how can you say that? You know, well, think about it. If Jesus is the Messiah and he's Jewish and everything in the Tanakh or the Old Testament speaks about his coming, 
which we will read about that, um, just a little bit about it. But it speaks about his coming. And at the end of their books, you know, in the Tanakh or the Old Testament, there's just this waiting period for the Messiah. And when the Messiah comes, he's here. Now, whether they accept him or not does not define whether he's the Messiah or not. He's the Messiah regardless of whether they accept him or not. Because God said so. That's why. Okay? So that's that's just pretty much what it is. God said so. And that's and it was through his prophets that it was through the prophets that he used and prophesied about Jesus coming, the Messiah. Okay? So with Jesus being Jewish and being the Messiah, Christianity is based off of the Jewish prophecies, which the Jewish, well, which Christianity doesn't come into play to New Testament. Now, I don't have my own personal Bible because I had this thing written in there, which was a saying, and I believe I might be saying this wrong, but bear with me. And this portrays to the Old Testament and New Testament. You'll hear me say this again later on. And what that is, is that the new is in the old contained and the new, no, and the old and the new explained. That's how it goes. So the new is in the old contained and the old and the new explained. All right. So on to the next part, the key writings. So the key writings is the Bible written originally in Hebrew and Aramaic. That would be the Old Testament. And Greek. Greek is the New Testament. Now, there is a Bible that's out there called the Septuagint. We'll get into that later. But the key writing is what we call the Bible. Okay. You have it, the Old Testament, which was originally written in Hebrew and Greek. I mean, Hebrew and Aramaic, that's the Old Testament, originally written in Hebrew and Aramaic. And the New Testament is written in Greek. All right. So these are the most important questions right here. Who is God? Who is Jesus? And who is the Holy Spirit? So let's start with who is God? The one God is triune. One God and three persons, not three gods. We as Christians do not, I will repeat, we do not worship three distinctive gods. No. Okay. As confusing as it may sound about the, tri the Trinity or the triune God, or God is triune, which is one God and three persons, not three gods. To explain that, if you take a pretzel, and I'm talking about the pretzels that have like the three holes in them, it's one pretzel, but you got three different holes in there. This is like the best way I can uh, try to explain it. And please, people, I'm not saying that God is a pretzel. So don't go worshiping pretzels because there's some people that probably might go and do this. So that's my disclaimer. I'm not saying God is a pretzel. Do not, <laughs> do not get it twisted. No pun intended. All right. So I'm not saying God is a pretzel. But if you look at a pretzel with the three holes, not that twisted one with the two holes. I'm talking about the one with the three holes, the one that everybody, when we think of a pretzel, is loop-de-looped, okay? And it got three holes, all right? 
and a twist in the middle. That pretzel there, it's one pretzel, but there's three holes. Okay? So think of like the pretzels that you get from Annie Ann's from out of the mall. All right? So on to the next part. So you got Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Often the title God designates the first person, God the Father. God is a spiritual being without a physical body. He is personal and involved with people. He created the universe out of nothing. He is eternal, changeless, holy, loving, and perfect. Man, this makes you want to say hallelujah, right? <laughs> well, go ahead and say it. Hallelujah. Praise God. So, now that we know who God is, let's find out who is Jesus. Jesus is God. Wow. Jesus is God. Yes, of course. The second person of the Trinity as God the Son. He has always existed and was never created. He is fully God and fully man. The two natures joined, not mixed. Two natures joined, not mixed. Okay, remember, Jesus is fully God and fully man. As the second person of the Trinity, he is co-equal. Okay, say that with me, y'all. Co-equal with God the Father and the Holy Spirit. Okay, so in Becoming man, he was begotten through the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. Jesus is the only way to the Father, salvation and eternal life. He died on a cross according to God's plan as the full sacrifice and payment for our sins. He rose from the dead on the third day, spiritually and physically immortal. For the next 40 days, he was seen by more than 500 eyewitnesses. His wounds were touched and he ate meals. He physically ascended to heaven. Jesus will come again, visibly and physically, at the end of the world to establish God's kingdom and judge the world. Amen to that. Now, so far... What we have come up with, with what is biblical Christianity, right? We learned that Jesus is the founder of the, of the faith. And he founded about 30 AD, between 30, 33 AD, um, depending on what year he was born in. Um, but we do know he died at the age of 33. It was found in, Jude in the Judean province of Palestine, which we know as modern day Israel. And it was founded under the Roman Empire and followers of Jesus Christ became known as Christians, which we read that in Acts chapter 11, verse 26. Okay. We also know that the key writings for biblical Christianity is the Bible, both the Old Testament and New Testament. So we also found out who God is. You know, God is, uh, is triune. One God and three persons. So technically when we hear, well, not technically, but typically in the Christian faith, we, when we speak about God, we primarily speak of God the Father. Sometimes we 
when we use the word God, we're speaking of God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit as a whole. So, yeah, so uh, it's it's uh, very important that we uh, distinguish these, these uh, well, that we define these terminologies, okay? So now we know who God is. And who is Jesus? Well, we know that Jesus is God. He's also the second person. He's, uh, I forgot what scripture that says this, but I'm going to try to quote it. I don't remember the actual scripture. And I'm not going to do very well at quoting it. So I'm just going to pretty much try to say it as best as I can. And I believe it says that Jesus is God in human form. The very visible, yeah, the the visible, invisible God, because since God, God is spirit, you know, as we read earlier, God is a spiritual being without a physical body. So Jesus would represent who God is. Uh, if I'm correct, I believe at the end of either Matthew or John, um, it's in, it's in John. But anyway, so in the book of John, there's a discussion that Jesus has with his disciples. And he says to them, you know, he mentions about them seeing the father. So one of the disciples says to him, well, show us the father. And he says, have you not been with me this long that you have not seen the father? He said, if you have seen me, then you have seen the father. Okay, so that's what I'm using. And if I'm correct, I believe you can find that scripture in chapter 14 of John, where Jesus speaks about being the way, the truth, and the life in there, and the promise of the Holy Spirit, um, I believe. So that that's where that is. So we're going to move on to the next one. All right. And that is, who is the Holy Spirit? So the Holy Spirit is God, the third person of the Trinity. The Holy Spirit is a person, not a force or energy. This is not Star Wars, people. Okay. Oh, he has the force. The force is very strong in him. No, it is not that. Okay. So once again, the Holy Spirit is a person, not a force or energy field. He comforts, grieves, reproves, convicts, guides, teaches, and fills Christians. He is not the Father, nor is he the Son, Jesus Christ. I guess that's just speaking about the persons of how that they are different, but yet still one. Now, here, here's something that's interesting, right? Because Jesus even mentioned that the Father was sending the Comforter. Now, although, all right, so we read here, it said he comforts grieves because the bible also speaks about not grieving this the holy spirit jesus said that the holy spirit will comfort us uh reproves which uh which is to um reprove if i'm correct that's the discipline so um and he convicts you know so he doesn't condemn us there's a difference between like when you get reproved reprove is like getting a spanking you know or being put on punishment or being checked for doing something wrong. Okay. Conviction is when we feel bad about what we just did and knowing that we're guilty. And so we go, we apologize, we say sorry. 
Now, but he doesn't bring forth condemnation. That's that's Satan that does that crap. All right, that jive turkey. All right. He also now here here's the great thing, and this is very very key important that a lot of Christians got to really learn to understand that even when we go to read the Bible, whether we understand what we have read or not, this is very important because the Holy Spirit will guide us, teach and teach us. Okay, so if we when we open up our Bibles, this is something that I learned that is great to do. Pray before you read and pray after you read. And this is something that I added myself was if I had questions, oh, I wrote them down. And I, and I, I, I came at God um, in a good way, in a good way. You know, I, I had questions like, Lord, what does this mean? This doesn't make sense to me. This sounds stupid, you know. But then I also sat there and I waited. And then I went back over and I reread it because I want to understand what it was what it was that I was missing and what it was that God was trying to convey to me. And so, of course, you know, praying to God, praying to the Holy Spirit, he definitely guided me to the scriptures. He guided me and, and, and taught me what it was that he meant and what was being said. And so that there also had a I had to learn to shift my thinking from a Western world mentality and place myself into how things are done in the Jewish community and during that time. So to be able to understand and apply it to today. Now, there are some things in the Bible to where people got to understand that you can't just go cherry picking each and every place out of the scriptures. I just realized something. I'm going down a tangent in the wrong direction. So I'm going to finish that that statement. So there are some people in, Christ, in Christianity today who do cherry pick from the scriptures and try to apply uh, things from back then and try to put it in today and make it more like today and make a doctrine out of it um which it's it's very dangerous to do because you fall out of, like you can easily fall out of what biblical christianity is by trying to create a doctrine from out of whatever scriptures you want to cherry pick from uh i honestly believe that biblical christianity like i read to y'all earlier that it is a religion based off the teachings of Jesus, um, Jesus Christ, who is the Son of God and the Jewish Messiah, also known as Yeshua HaMashiach. Okay, I also believe that Christianity is Judaism complete. Now, there's also many things with the Jew uh, with Judaism that. When you, well, I'll put it this way. There's a video that I'm going to put into the description that's called They've Been Duped. And it was done by uh, Sid Roth and Dr. Michael Brown. And when you listen to that and where they're coming from, now they're Messianic Jews. They're Jews who follow Christ. Okay. Um or as they say, Jews for Jesus. 
And um, when you get a chance to watch that video, you're, you'll see the direction I was, that I'm going in. And what I said about, well, what I was going to say about how even Judaism today have also went pretty far off the beaten path. Because uh, if you look at history in 70 AD, the temple was destroyed. And there is no atonement for any of their sins without a sacrifice. But if you know, Jesus being the Messiah was the ultimate sacrifice, the ultimate atonement for all mankind. So, yeah. Well, well, family, I think I exhausted that enough. And so, just to recap what we had learned, we had learned about biblical Christianity. I, I, I actually, I leave this in your lap for you to distinguish on what you believe biblical Christianity is. I hope and pray that this was a uh, helpful. I hope and pray that this was a uh, good information for you. Um, I also hope and pray that I didn't ramble on too much and go down too many um, rabbit holes. I pray and hope that you got and understand the very food that needed to feed your soul and your spirit. And I pray and hope that as we continue to live on in this crazy world with this coronavirus, that each and every one of you would dig deeper in your faith and your walk with Jesus, our Lord and Savior, and that your relationship will grow stronger. I want to wish each and every one of you on the third day of Hanukkah, a happy Hanukkah, and a uh, Merry Christmas, which I will be saying that again in a couple more episodes in this, uh, in this uh, uh, month. And um, also be on the lookout for episode three and possibly... God willingly and pray for me that I will be obedient to God to might start doing this uh, weekly. And uh, so, yeah, keep me up in prayer. Um, if you want to leave a comment or if there's anything you want to recommend, if there's anything that I may have said that you probably want to correct or want me to go into a little bit more detail about, um, you can email me at gwuplift at yahoo.com that's gwuplift at yahoo.com so it's uh, another chapter closed today and y'all have a blessed and safe week and holiday god bless